right, welcome back. Episode 2 of the Mosh Talk Podcast. This week I have uh, quite a bit to discuss, maybe not as big in terms of the news that was out last week, but we do have some pretty interesting tours to talk about, some new music news, some signing news, and of course, some reviews. So let's get into that. Uh, The first thing that I wanted to talk about, of course, before we get into any of the news, is that I did, in fact, launch a YouTube channel where I am reviewing some music for video. Uh, Some of those reviews will overlap with this podcast, as I mentioned last week, but if you want to check that out, I'll have a link in the description. I have two reviews out as of this current recording, and by the time this podcast comes out, I will have three out, so hopefully you uh, enjoy that. I have reviews of Bring Me the Horizon and See You Space Cowboy out, and Judiciary will be coming out Friday, which by the time you're listening to this will be in the past, but is in the future as of me recording this. So, big news this week on the tour front. The very first thing that I wanted to talk about here is this big new headlining tour for the band The Plot and You with support from like Moths of Flames, Dayseeker, and Limbs. This is a huge tour, kicks off March 30th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and runs all the way until April 28th in Detroit, Michigan, hitting some big cities along the way, Baltimore, Philadelphia, uh, Atlanta, Dallas, San Diego, Los Angeles, big cities. This is a big tour for The Plot and You. They are, of course, coming off of that album last year, which was entitled uh, Feel Nothing, I believe, or Dispose, rather. The tour is called Feel Nothing, and that was the lead single from the album. So that was a record that I wasn't really too fond of, but a lot of people really did love that album. And I can understand why, you know, it was a distinct sound change from their 2015 LP, Happiness in Self-Destruction, which was one of my favorite albums of that year. Um, Disposed, not so much, but the musicianship was still there. The passion was still there. Just not exactly my cup of tea sonically, but this tour is pretty big for this band. Of course, they're hitting a lot of major cities. And uh, that's pretty cool that they've got these supporting bands like Monster Flames, Dayseeker, and Limbs. I'm not familiar with the band Limbs, but like Monster Flames and Dayseeker, I've seen live before, and they both put on a great show. So that is going to be a wonderful tour if you're into it, if it's coming to your city. So definitely check out that new Plot in You tour. The other big tour news, or I guess the second of three big tours that I'm going to cover, is this big, big tour that Beartooth just announced, the band Beartooth. They are going on a headlining tour with Of Mice and Men, Hands Like Houses, and the band Dead American, which features Cove Reber, formerly of Seosin. This kicks off April 19th in Fargo, North Dakota, and runs all the way until uh, May 18th in Chicago, which those are some tour dates at the or some festival dates rather at the end of that tour there are a couple festival appearances sprinkled in the intermediary there Beartooth, of course, is one of the biggest bands in metalcore right now, or in rock, I would say. Uh, Their new album, Disease, which came out last year, was pretty well received by the community. I did not care for it. I'm not a big Beartooth fan, never have been. Um, Every time I listen to them, you know, I guess I get it from an energy standpoint, but the lyrics 
and the songwriting has left a lot to be desired over their discography for me. So their last album wasn't a big fan of. Of Mice and Men is on this tour as well, which is kind of big because uh, they're supposed to be one of the biggest bands in rock music as well. And uh, especially with Austin Carlisle no longer in the band, they've been kind of in this weird phase between being that arena band that was supposed to open for Linkin Park and on all these big arena rock and new metal tours, coming off of some kind of poorly received albums last year's Defy was a pretty middle-of-the-road album in terms of reception. I did not care for it, but to see Beartooth above Of Mice and Men on the billing is pretty interesting, um, at least to see it objectively for me is kind of kind of cool because, you know, Caleb Shomo has, I guess since Beartooth started, has kind of been like in the shadow of Austin Carlisle since he took over for him as the vocalist of Attack Attack, and then now Beartooth has eclipsed Of Mice and Men in success at least enough to be headlining above them. Also cool to see Hands Like Houses and Dead American on this tour, two bands that I think are uh, somewhat underrated to varying degrees. I kind of like Hands Like Houses, I have a lot of friends that really enjoy them. And then Dead American, I was really high on their EP that came out last year, The Shape of Punk is Dumb, which is a nice little nod to Refuse album, The Shake of Shape of Punk to Come. And uh, Cove Reber sings for that band, as I mentioned, from Seosin. And uh, so that's a pretty cool tour. Some uh, some dates to check out if they're in your area. It is a smaller market tour. They are coming to Lancaster, which is my local venue. I might have to check it out because I kind of want to see Dead American and I probably would not be too upset to see Of Mice and Men, depending on their set list. We will have to see when the time comes. This third tour which I guess is arguably as big as the other tours. Ice Nine Kills co-headlining with the band From Ashes to New with support from Palisades, Afterlife, and the band Hawk, which is the new band that formed out of the ashes of this or the apocalypse. Um, that band has been quiet for a while. They rebranded as Hawk and played the annual Chameleon Club Christmas show here in Lancaster. And uh, from all accounts, it was a really good show. I didn't get to catch it, but I heard a lot of people who went really enjoyed them. And uh, Ricky from Hawk put out that teaser um, not really a teaser so much as like a video that was posted to Reddit R Metalcore today, and it was pretty funny, um, lots of humor in it, but basically talking about how Hawk doesn't have any music out yet, but that they have some material written and that they're planning on putting up a merch store this week. So this Ice Nine Kills tour, um, my thoughts, I mean... It runs from March 27th in Syracuse, New York, until April 18th in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, you know, Ice Nine Kills is coming off of the probably the biggest year of their career so far. Their new album, The Silver Scream, which came out last year, was... I mean, next to Architects, probably the most highly received metalcore album of 2018, depending on where you look. That album was huge. It did really well on the Billboard, as I recall. Uh, I am not that familiar with the band From Ashes to New. Um, if I'm not mistaken, which I'm just going to do some quick 
ninja searching, researching. They are from Long Island, so I have them... Oh, no, I typed in the wrong band name. Oh, I typed in from Autumn to Ashes. Look at me. I am totally just off... Yeah, they are from Lancaster. So, From Ashes to New is from Lancaster. I thought they thought they were, but I wasn't too sure. I always get the, those two bands mixed up, From Ashes to New and From Autumn to Ashes. Um, interesting tour. It's Hawk's debut tour that will be running cross-country. Ricky has been doing some touring with Ice Nine Kills as a guitarist, so he's familiar with those guys. Um, Palisades, I don't have much positive to say so i will hold my tongue on that one maybe for a later time they put out an album like right at the tail end of last year i think it came out like december 28th which is confusing to say the least because by that time of the year uh nobody's really looking for a new album i guess unless you're a dedicated fan um and afterlife i've seen their name a lot haven't listened to them yet so maybe i should get on that but seems like an interesting enough tour if that is your cup of tea so those are the new tours that were announced this week that were pretty big news um the other big news which i kind of subtly alluded to earlier i did review the new cu space cowboy compilation album songs for the firing squad they did sign to pure noise records that was announced uh last week at the 25th or actually at the beginning of this week um sorry that was last friday and i totally missed it um yeah cu space cowboy the california based metalcore slash screamo slash quote-unquote sasscore band uh, signing to Pure Noise Records. They put out this compilation of their previously recorded material across two EPs and one single. It is called Songs for the Firing Squad. They had two new songs on that compilation, so it was 13 tracks in total, 11 from the EPs, and from the singles, uh, I just want to make sure that I pull it up so that I can have the song titles right. The two new songs are 911 Call Help, I've Overdosed on Philosophy, and Self-Help Specialist Ends Own Life. Just wanted to make sure, because I did fudge that up in my video review. I will talk about it later on the podcast, but I think it is a pretty significant signing for Pure Noise and for the band CU Space Cowboy. They appeared on my radar last year and i have been infatuated with them ever since they supposedly will have a new uh, album out later this year at some point so looking forward to that from the band cu space cowboy in other news uh this will be all new album news related uh the first little sliver that i wanted to slip in is that the band north lane is currently in the studio the australian metalcore band they have been posting little teasers across social media twitter instagram etc uh of clips from their new album just them recording doing vocals doing bass and guitar work pretty cool to see uh they are in the studio i believe i read that they are in the studio that they recorded their debut album discoveries in which is pretty cool so looking forward to some new north lane this year another band that hit the studio recently 
is the band Norma Jean. They are in the studio, or rather will be in the studio next week, uh, recording their follow-up to their album Polar Similar, which came out in 2016. This tweet from Corey Brandon, their singer, says that they are leaving next week for the studio. That was dated the 29th of January, so looking forward to some new Norma Jean in 2019. They, of course, have been around for a long time. This will be their eighth studio album, so excited to hear some new Norma Jean. In related old school kind of metalcore news, the band Zayo has dropped a new song which is titled Transmission One. I saw the end of the world, or rather I saw the end, um, which I will be recording the uh, review later for this podcast, but I did want to mention that, that they have a new 7-inch called Decoding the Mobius Strip, which will be available for pre-order this Friday. I believe it comes out February 8th. Yes, that is correct. February 8th, new song, Transmission 1, I Saw the End, and the 7-inch Decoding Transmissions from the Mobius Strip, February 8th, if you're into the band Zayo. And the final piece of news on this somewhat light week, I will say it's probably not as significant as last week in terms of stuff that I can comment on, just because of the As I Lay Dying tour and Johnny Craig being kicked out of Slaves last week. This is much more uh, nitty-gritty in the news type of stuff. But the band Angel Dust will have a new album out called Pretty Buff on March 15th. They have two new songs currently out. They dropped two songs a little earlier uh, last year. And they have uh, those two songs were called Big Ass Love and Take Away the Pain. And now they have the song Bang My Drum and also On My Way out now. So that's four songs from this LP, which will be out March 15th. They are going for a slightly different sound. Uh, This band, of course, features some members of Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice, kind of that triumvirate of uh, bands just kind of sharing members and sharing material. Uh, Angel Dust opting to go for a slightly more pop rock route, but the album is called Pretty Buff and it will be out March 15th. I will be reviewing those two songs, Bang My Drum and On My Way, a little later in the program, so feel free to stick around if you want to hear my thoughts on the new Angel Dust songs. Um, So that kind of concludes the news section of things, which drops us at about 15 minutes of uh, just reading the news. So as you can tell, already a much lighter week. But to compensate, I will be reviewing uh, some songs, as I mentioned, as well as two albums. And uh, before I get into those reviews, I do, again, just want to mention that these reviews will uh, kind of overlap a little bit with my YouTube channel, so definitely check that out if you want some video reviews on a couple of these albums. The songs, I don't know so much. They might just be podcast-exclusive things, um, but definitely feel free to check out the YouTube channel. Link will be in the description on Podbean and uh, all over social media. So the reviews for this week, I have two albums and a couple of songs. The first 
album that I'm going to review, or rather the first compilation that I'm going to review, is that aforementioned CU Space Cowboy compilation, Songs for the Firing Squad, and I am going to keep it a little brief. I have my thoughts a little more in-depth on the YouTube video, so check that out if you want to hear some more in-depth thoughts. But as for the band CU Space Cowboy, as I mentioned, they signed to Pure Noise Records last week, put out this compilation album of two new songs, and then the recorded material from their two EPs and one single. So it comes in at 13 minutes, or rather 13 songs, 18 minutes. Pretty short listen, so if you're looking to kill some time, about 20 minutes, definitely give this record a spin if it piques your interest. None of these songs are over two minutes, so if you really hate it, it won't go by too, too slowly. Um, but as I mentioned, those two new tracks, 911 Call, Help, I've Overdosed on Philosophy, and Self-Help Specialist, End Zone Life, uh, I was really intrigued because Self-Help Specialist, End's Own Life was kind of the quote-unquote single from this compilation, the new song. It got a music video, and uh, this track has a lot of bite. It's very in-your-face. It's just under two minutes long, and it goes right at you with those screeching vocals and crushing guitars and pulsating drums and bass. Very big song. Very reminiscent of uh, old school, like early 2000s metalcore and post-hardcore. So that's really cool to hear kind of a revival of that sound on this compilation. The song 911 Call Help I've Overdosed on Philosophy is in a similar vein, very aggressive, very in your face. It's cool to hear that the band isn't slowing down at all uh, as they begin their career as a signed band. Um, the rest of these songs, of course, if you're familiar with the band, you have heard them before. If you haven't, uh, they are very you know, aggressive, very heavy songs, uh, sometimes even going as heavy as, like, borderline slam, almost. Some of these songs are really heavy, really in your face, like, just total mosh bangers. They will definitely get you moving. Um, my favorite songs, of course, from their discography, uh, their back catalog now, is I uh, I Am a Transcontinental Railroad, Please Run a Train on Me. Um, I like the song Atrocities from a Storybook Perspective. Uh, I definitely love Jimmy Buffett Doesn't Even Surf. I really love Fashion Statements of the Socially Aware. All of these songs are really great to me. Again, they're short songs, so they're really easy to get through if you're looking for a quick burst, a quick punch to the face. CU Space Cowboy brings a lot of that on their discography and this compilation album, Songs for the Firing Squad. So if uh, that piques your interest, definitely check it out. But those are my abridged thoughts on this compilation album. And, uh, you know, again, plug for the YouTube channel. I'm not going to keep plugging it. That'll be my last plug. This next review will be for the band Judiciary and their new album, Surface Noise. And this is the debut album from this Texas-based hardcore slash thrash band. And if that reminds you of another hardcore slash thrash band from Texas, you might be thinking of the band Power Trip. You would be right to at least uh, draw some kind of 
comparison there because the comparisons definitely fit. Uh, they released an EP in 2016, the band Judiciary did, called Axis of Equality, and they put out a split with the band Mortality Rate last year. Uh, you know, like I said, this definitely reminds me of Power Trip. The guitars are big and powerful and crunching and they will punch you in the face and they have these moments where they're like squealing along and there's some guitar solos thrown in here and some just two-step mosh hardcore riffs some breakdowns here and there just some pummeling punishing guitar work the bass really thumps the drums really thump the vocals are washed in reverb to the point that it's almost like um, I don't really enjoy the reverb on the vocals all that much, but a lot of the time it works. That big arena-ready production for this band, these powerful, pummeling songs that sound like they're just raging in a big, empty concert hall, and those sounds are just bouncing off the walls and coming back and hitting you in the face. Really, really great contrast of that old-school, hardcore thrash kind of um, instrumentation and vocals with a new school edge. There's some features on here. Brian Garris from Knocked Loose shows up. Brody King from the band God's Hate shows up. And uh, Jess Nix from Mortality Rate, the band that they did that split with, shows up on the song Pure Fury. This album is aggressive. It is an absolute kick to the stomach. It will just get you going. There are some moments on here that are a little um, overdone. There's some outros on here that run a little long. There's some moments on here that kind of sit a little bit lower in comparison to the other bigger moments on this LP. There are some cliches that kind of overly macho posturing that hardcore tough guy type of thing um the guitar solos here and there maybe are a little unnecessary maybe go on um a little longer i i like to hear the guitar solos and I like to hear the riffs, and I like to see a band kind of experiment and put their hands in different pots, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily work in the best way. Uh, but overall, I really, really love this LP. It doesn't really push the envelope for this style of music, but there's a lot of great stuff here, a lot of great songs. The lyrics are kind of standard fare, just these very aggressive lyrics that kind of touch on bigotry and violence and religion and government some very standard fare but the aggression is definitely a plenty on this record um you know, lots of good stuff. Like I said, I was really impressed with this as a debut record from this Texas band. Comes in at 26 minutes across nine songs, so it's a brief but really engaging listen. There are very few moments that are dull or pale in comparison to the bigger moments. Um, a really solid debut release. So I'm feeling an 8.5 out of 10 on this one. My favorite tracks, the big standout tracks, are Social Crusade, Stronger Than Thou, Burden of Truth, Pure Fury, 7.65 millimeter, and War Time is Nigh, the closing track. Really, really solid album. Don't think I can sing its praises enough. This was, uh, along with Wrist Meat Razor and See You Space Cowboy, one of the earliest 
um, gut-punching albums to come out this year. One of my favorites of the year thus far. Of course, the year is young, but I can definitely see it being up there at the end of the year as well. Next, I'm going to get into some uh, single reviews. So I have some reviews of the new Zeo song that I mentioned earlier called Transmission 1, I Saw the End. I have reviews of the two new Angel Dust tracks, Bang My Drum and On My Way. I have Amorosa's new song, Cautious, that I will be reviewing from their album, Peach Club, which comes out next week, the 8th. And uh, I will be reviewing the two new Gideon songs because that was a late addition to the set here, this recording. So they're not out as of this recording, but they will be out by the time you hear this. So Gideon is dropping two new songs February 1st. I will have reviews for them later. But right now I want to get into the new Zeo song, Transmission 1, I Saw the End. And if you're familiar with Zeo, this song kind of you know, scratches that same itch that they've been going for across their discography. But man, there is such a push forward on this track. Very doom metal, sludgy, powerful, um, just big uh, moments on here. The atmosphere on this track is huge. The vocals. If you're familiar with Zeo, you know that they have a very distinct style of vocals. These very shredding, um, just like a razor cutting down everything in its path they show up on this track very doomy sounds like it's the end of the world a very aptly titled song but these um these like appeals these crossover appeals to like thrash and deathcore and doom where they're just like pummeling just destroying everything in its path this new track is great taken from that seven inch that's coming out on february 8th should be expecting a new full length from zeo this year very excited to hear that the song is four and a half minutes long totally shreds the whole way you should definitely check it out this is a nice step forward from their last lp which i was a big fan of so the next two tracks that i'm going to record uh, or talk about rather, are from the new Angel Dust album, Pretty Buff, and they are the songs Bang My Drum and On My Way. Um, when Angel Dust put out those two tracks uh, last year, which were titled Big Ass Love and Take Away the Pain, initially it was a jarring kind of transition. Um, I've always known Angel Dust as kind of an offshoot of Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice. And uh, while I haven't really listened to them as much, you know, I listened to their record AD, I, I listened to their record Rock the Fuck On Forever, two records that I enjoyed but um, didn't really enjoy as much as I liked the stuff from Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice, so I was always a bigger fan of those bands. But um, when I heard those two tracks last year, I was kind of, um, I don't want to say like confused, but it was a bit jarring. Again, I wasn't always the biggest fan of Angel Dust anyway, but these were just such drastic departures, and they've grown on me a little bit since, and uh, I think part of the reason why they've grown on me is with the release of these two new tracks, it kind of helps me contextualize what they're going for on this new record. So the first song that I heard was the song Bang My Drum of these two new tracks, and I will say this track is infectious. It's two and a half minutes. It just totally gets you the entire time. It's like this very um, upbeat indie rock almost pop inspired song that just 
you know, the bongo drums that show up in the intro of the song, there's some weird, like, percussive stuff in the mix. They're a little annoying. Um, but I think this song, by and large, is mostly very well executed, you know? There's some, uh, there's some, you know, cool guitars that, uh, show up on this song. The drums are really cool, but I think the standout, uh, is the vocals, which are very, like, um, infectious and, and, you know, almost like indie rock inspired, something like you would hear on like a Shins record or a Strokes record, these kind of raspy um, vocals that fit very well with this indie rock direction that they're going for. Um, there's a guitar solo in the middle, and then at the end of this song is this really cool saxophone solo, which was, you know, a surprise to hear. I wasn't expecting to hear a saxophone in an Angel Dust song, but this was really cool to hear and very well done, and it fit in really well with the rest of the song. So I was a big fan of this song, Bang My Drum. The other song, On My Way, I wasn't quite as big a fan of. Um, it's faster. It's a little more punk. It definitely plays into that indie rock kind of... Um, you know, soundscape where the guitars are fast, but they're still like, um, very clean, acoustic-y sounding guitars. Um, I, it didn't really leave much of an impression on me. Again, it was under two minutes long, almost like folk inspired, almost like a folk punk kind of track. Um, there's a cool jam part in the last couple of seconds, like the last 30 to 45 seconds of this track. There's a nice little jam part, but by and large, um, wasn't really too impressed with this track. Just very middle of the road for me. Maybe it works better in the context of the album. Haven't heard it yet, so we'll have to see when it comes out, but I wasn't a huge fan of that track. Um, moving on to the new track from the band Amorosa. The song is called Cautious, and if you haven't been keeping up with Amorosa, first of all, they have a new album coming out April or um, February 8th, rather, called Peach Club, and I'm really looking forward to it. And um, part of the reason why it's turning heads is because it's such a different sound. Now, if you're familiar with the last Amorosa record, 131, which came out, I think, in 2016 or 2017, it was a bit more of like an alternative rock record where, you know, it still had those like kind of, um, you know, distorted guitars, a little bit more punchy, but the sound was a bit lighter. The vocals were a bit lighter. It had some influence from like pop and indie rock. You know, those influences were there and they just totally threw it into overdrive for this new record, Peach Club. They've put out, I think this is the third single that has come out from that new record, Peach Club. Just want to double check that because I'm pretty sure there have been two songs, but uh, either way, this song, Cautious, it's their new track. Yeah, they've put out two singles before this, uh, Given Up and Don't Cry. Really big fan of that first song, Given Up, which was the first single. And then Don't Cry, I was uh, also a pretty big fan of. Pretty interesting track, but this song, Cautious, was really cool to me. Um, it's a bit more of a ballad. It's a little faster than your standard ballad would be, but it's got these cool, um, like, punching kind of synth notes that show up and there's some you know uh guitars that you would hear kind of like in an 80s pop rock or disco song those kind of standard guitars the drums are very tight a little basic but tight and round out the mix really well the bass is pretty sharp and you know 
cuts through the mix a little bit, but the big standout element of this track is uh, the vocals provided by Bradley, their singer, these very sultry, sexy, smooth vocals that make this track very easy to get through. Uh, it's a little repetitive towards the end, you know, there's like this Michael Jackson almost kind of uh, influence on the chorus that I really love. I think this track is totally well executed. The band is very inspired. You know, one of those things that makes it tough for alternative rock or post-hardcore or even metalcore bands to go into that pop uh, arena, which I saw this big time on the new Bring Me the Horizon album, was that there's such a lack of inspiration and they just think they can jump right in without really, you know, planning it out, without really understanding what they're going for. And I feel the opposite for this new Amorosa song and these past couple songs is that they know what they're doing. They're familiar with what they're doing. They respect what they're doing. And that works out big time for them in the long run. So this new track, Cautious, I was really, really impressed with. Can't wait to hear that new record, Peach Club, which comes out next week. I will 1000% have a review for it. And I'm thinking I'm going to like it so if you're an Amorosa fan and you want to hear my thoughts on that new record definitely tune in to the next episode of the podcast which should be out uh, the 9th or the 10th depending on how long I need to process my thoughts on it so the very last thing that I'm going to review for this podcast are the two new songs from the band Gideon and Gideon released these two songs which uh, the first one is titled No Love Slash No One, and then the second track is titled Too Deep. They released these as a quote-unquote EP uh, this morning, the 1st of February, and they teased it yesterday. They posted a little teaser video on social media, and they tagged it Neanderthal shit, and I thought that that was a really interesting uh, way to describe it. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me about these two tracks is that the band is choosing to go in a much, much heavier direction than they have on previous releases. Now, uh, make no mistake, Gideon has never been a band that you know, phones it in, in the heavy department, you know, they have some pretty big breakdowns, some pretty, um, crushing moments across their discography, but these two tracks, I mean, take that and just full throttle. This first track, No Love Slash No One, is an absolute banger. It's almost like, um, like a Kublai Khan or a Knocked Loose style track. They're that heavy. Um, the guitars are just absolutely crushing. The drums are crushing. The vocals are animalistic. Neanderthal shit is a great way to describe this track in particular. You know, there's some moments where, um, you know, the vocals, especially at the end, there's these grunts, these animalistic grunts that are just from the, from the belly, just coming up and cutting through the mix. Um, the thing that I will say is that the structure is a little predictable, a little repetitive. The lyrics, also repetitive, kind of cliche, you know, talking about being angry at someone, having no love for them, um, being just totally over them. And uh, the one thing that kind of caught the attention of some people about this track was that they drop an F-bomb, which... 
you know, Gideon has never sworn in their music before. They've sworn live. I've heard them swear live, so this isn't new to me. Um, of course, they, you know, did that description where they called it Neanderthal shit. And I don't want to take too much time to talk about this because this is a non-issue. Um, we saw this when Under Oath released On My Teeth and they said fuck. A lot of people were in up in arm or a lot of people were up in arms about that because, you know, Gideon's supposed to be a Christian band. Under Oath was supposed to be a Christian band. And I think the thing that I just want to touch on while I have you is that like, first of all, there, there's nothing that says the Christians can't cuss. So even if Gideon is still a quote unquote Christian band, they can still cuss either way. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's a word, you know, if you don't, if you don't like it, I get that. You know, I respect that. I understand at least that some people have a bit of a different reaction to it than I do, but I just think it's a non-issue. It's not really something to be worried about. Um, but I just saw a little bit of like shock there that they swore that the cover art has the parental advisory label on it. Either way, this track, No Love Slash No One, is a big, heavy punch in the face, a nice step in the uh, heavier direction for the band Gideon. They did announce in conjunction with this release that they are going into the studio now to begin work on a new LP. So we should probably be hearing something from Gideon either late summer or in the early fall. The second track as part of this release, which was called Too Deep, was a little more bland didn't really catch me as much as the first track did. It's heavy, it's aggressive, but just the structure, the instrumentation, the vocals, pretty much standard fare as far as Gideon goes. It doesn't really have a standout element. Um, you know, it's decent. It's a decent track. I know that these are just some uh, one-off tracks before they go in to record their new LP. I was much more impressed with the first track than the second track, um, but I do think overall this is a great step in the right direction for the band Gideon. I have always been a fan of them, always loved their older stuff, but if they're going for this sound on their new LP, very excited to hear that. So those are my thoughts on the two new Gideon tracks, as well as some other tracks that came out um, earlier this week, as well as, you know, some material that's been out a little longer. I'm a little behind on the reviews, so I'm hoping to have everything in order next week. Um, I may have uh, a couple reviews next week. I know Amorosa, of course, and Outline and Color are dropping LPs next week. I may get back into the weeds and try to review the new Say Anything album that came out last week, um, but I haven't really had the time or honestly the interest to sit down and listen to that record. So we'll see. You know, there's going to be some singles, um, some, you know, new releases by next week. There weren't really any albums that came out this week that I was too interested in. So those are just some reviews to fill the time, and we are, of course, much shorter now than the last podcast. So I will see you next week at some point, either Saturday or Sunday, and I will try to have all the uh, the reviews in order, the news, etc. You know what to expect by now. Once again, thank you for listening to the Mosh Talk podcast. That wraps it up for today. My name is Carl. This is on Spotify, Apple, uh, Podbean, all over the interwebs. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. 